When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi. Hello and welcome to Knock Knock High with the Glockenfleckens. I am Dr. Glockenflecken, also known as Will Flannery. I am Lady Glockenflecken, also known as Kristen Flannery. Because um, we're more the Glockenfleckens than we are the Flannerys. Anymore seems are that way. Are there more hours in the day that we are Glockenflecken versus Ooh. Flannery? Uh, waking hours or sleeping hours? I don't included. know what the sleeping hours includes. What do you dream about? No, I just mean, I think in our sleeping hours, we're probably just regular gl- flanneries. Are you glockenflecking in your dreams? No. No? I don't really have a lot of dreams. Do you? I mean, I'm sure I have them. I don't remember them. I don't wake up a lot during the night. I rarely re- remember any dreams. And if I do, they're bad dreams. Yeah, same. I have the like spiders crawling all over me dream. You know when I'm having that one. Yeah. I, I still I have a dream. I don't know how dream. you would classify that sound I make. I don't know what i dream about but i do i frequently will wake up like paralyzed yeah right where you're still for like because we do right like don't we seconds. like get paralyzed in our sleep because uh, except that you have a like that. defect in that <laughs> because defect. because you wake up and you get out of bed oh, and I do walk that a lot. around yeah i'm asleep walking the other day you put on dress pants and then got back in bed i did do that one time the very first time i ever experienced this about you you just sat you just bolted up in bed and just sat straight up and went bread and then laid back down I mean, it's like I, n- I never got to bread. find out what was going on. I there. wish I knew. I don't Sometimes know. they like to just mess with you and just like start talking to you and try to get you like to string along the conversation, try to figure out what it is you're dreaming about. You are know? you able to have a conversation yeah. with me? Yeah, you respond. Really? And your eyes are open too, which is really freaky. Can you tell? But they look different. Can you tell when I wake up and when I am still sleeping uh, and doing my pretty things? much? I mean, not like it's not like an instant. But your eye, they're they're just different. Like when I you're asleep and your eyes are open, they're kind of glazed over a little yeah. bit still. Like they just have this far away look. And then when you wake up, you're like looking normally at me. So yeah, I can kind of tell. Plus, what you say makes much less sense when yeah. you're still asleep. Yeah, the probably the most alarming one for me was the night that I I well I didn't I don't remember this, but I woke up wearing dress pants, like legit. Yeah, like well because I suit pants. I think it's interesting. Is I wasn't there that night, so I'm right. very curious because I was traveling. So I'm very curious, like what happened? What would happen if I weren't usually there? Yeah, I, like, I just put on a three piece suit. Because often I will wake you. You wake up. You say something. It wakes me up, and I say you're sleeping. Go back to bed. And you say, okay. So what would do? happen if it just... So if I ne- wasn't there to put you back to bed. To, to, <laughs> to control my 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 weird... Uh-huh. I'm a little concerned. Like, what are you going to do? What Try to I... get in your car and go to work? I forgot. I hope not. <laughs> Try to cook something? Yeah. I don't know. Good thing I'm here. Does anybody, do have any, does anybody have any fun sleepwalking stories? We'd love to hear that. That would be great. It is interesting, though, because you have this, and then you, your cardiac arrest happened in your sleep. So yeah. I don't know. Why are we even talking Bunch about this? A bunch of doctors do you listening. If anyone knows why that happens, let us know. Uh, where, 
what do we? Why? I don't know. I can't. Why remember. are we talking about sleep? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I I kind of wish I I I would love to have like a a consultation with a, like a sleep doctor. I think that yeah. would be interesting. Well, you had the one sleep study. Just I had a sleep study for yeah because of the cardiac arrest, but like I, I just like to pick their brain. Like yeah. I want to do that thing that all doctors love. We're like, well, what does this mean? Like, what did I, what did I do this? What is this? What yeah, is you're gonna tell them your whole life story and then yeah, yeah, they make love them that. Like, what does you? it mean to put on dress pants and get back into bed? <laughs> what does that mean about me? I think you, I think you uh, are looking for a psychiatrist. Oh, that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I need a psychiatrist. Anyway, let's talk about our guest today. Yes, let's do it. He's a really fun one. This was a party. This was a part is is a great, great, fantastic energy, good vibes. Yes, real good vibes. We're talking to J Mac, Doctor J Mac. You guys probably know him. Uh, you've probably seen him if you frequent Instagram and TikTok. Uh, also, a little YouTube. He's on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor J Mac, uh, great content. Does uh, just wide ranging. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a last name. Well, he's known as. I'm, I'm telling that. I know he has a last name, but yeah. he goes by. The, you don't see his last name on his social media platforms. True. So it's Dr. J Mac on social media. In real life, he is an emergency medicine physician uh, named Dr. Slaughter, MD. So D- J Mac Slaughter Jr. That's the full thing. Now that there is a go. good. That is a very. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It's a very notable name for mm. someone in emergency medicine, Dr. Yes, Slaughter. Is. Yeah, we talk about that too. Uh, and he's also not only an emergency medicine physician. Uh, he has a, a background in in entertainment, which okay. you'll hear about. Right. Very interesting background, and also the founder of a nonprofit called Music Meets Medicine. Just a fantastic uh, program, fantastic yes. uh, uh, nonprofit that They're he runs. Doing really good things. Doing they, a lot of cool work. They, they got, that part got yeah. to me. So stay Oof. tuned for that later on in the podcast. Uh, really fun conversation. So let's get to it. Let's All go. Right. Here's Dr. J Mac. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX for short. This is AI-powered ambient technology that helps physicians be more efficient and reduce clinical documentation burden that we all know causes a ton of burnout, takes up so much time, makes you feel overwhelmed. Well, DAX is here to help. To learn more about how DAX can help you reduce burnout and restore the joy of practicing medicine, stick around after the episode or visit nuance.com slash discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash discover D-A-X. Hey, Will, do you know what my favorite December holiday is? Uh, Christmas? Nope. Hanukkah? No. Our anniversary. No, it's Wife and Death live at the Improv. Oh, that is a good holiday. Yeah, we're telling our amazing story live in person. And we have a meet and greet before every show. You can get a photo with us. We can, we'd love to meet you December 9th, 10th, and 11th in Southern California. We'll be at the Improv in Irvine, Ontario, and Oxnard. You can buy tickets and check out dates, glockenflecken.com slash live. We also have a special offer for our Patreon members. That's right. All the Glock flock out there. Free meet and greet with your normal ticket. Just tell us your username and you're in. See you next month. All right, we are here with the one and only Dr. J Mac. Hey, thanks for joining <laughs> us, man. It, it really is. A, I, I see you all over social media, so it's nice to to actually get to talk with you. Dude, vice versa, man. I see you guys all over social media. It's so <laughs> cool to meet, even though it's virtual. I wish we were hanging out in your place right now. Yeah, well, no, you don't. <laughs> There's children and animals. Dogs. And, Strange yeah, odors. And noise, exactly. Uh, you know, you also 
you have two different names you go by, right? Yeah, yeah. Social yeah, yeah. media, you're Dr. J Mac, uh-huh. and then but that's not your name and your real, you know, patient seeing job, right? right? Yeah. So it's, it's a little more concerning in the hospitals. <laughs> I'm Dr. Slaughter. So Oof, uh, that heard, is a rough one. Have you heard? Right? Have you heard? Especially for emergency medicine. Well, I don't you know. See man. why I go by Dr. J Mac on socials. <laughs> But have I you actually, heard all the jokes by now? I mean, I probably haven't heard all the jokes. If you're willing to just <laughs> throw a couple out there, I'll let you know if I've heard them or not. Does it, um, uh, how was it? Oh, give me the timeline of when you started the social media stuff, um, and then also where you were in your medical career. So, I mean, I, I had kind of the opposite experiences most people. I grew up in entertainment first, like my whole life. I was going to be an entertainer. So I was three years old on stage, like singing with my two older sisters who sang and performed with my dad. Singing where? um, Like all around Fort Worth. And and so like we'd perform at like Mayfest and the Balloon Festival and stuff. But I had like this really like low pitched voice already. And so <laughs> three years I would old. Like, yeah, I would, like three and four. <laughs> seriously. And so I would sing like Elvis songs and like Jerry Lee Lewis and stuff instead of like, oh, la, la, like boys choir stuff, you know. And yeah. then I ended up like, you know, I would, you know, perform on stage in the local theater and then end up touring in a boy band. I got to like tour the nation. Um, and awesome. I opened up for like Destiny's Child for like four or five of their shows. It was pretty sweet. That's crazy. And then did some TV and film and then went to medicine. And so for me, like my whole life, I was yeah. going to be you an had entertainer. Like three careers already, yeah. 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 Uh huh. And then I, I was going to I was going to ask when we could bring up the boy band thing <laughs> because I've I've been I've been dying. You you were ready. You were excited about the I, boy I, band I, stuff. I, I, was, yes. I was going to lead with that, more. but you brought it up. So <laughs> we're here with boy band Doctor Slaughter. <laughs> I mean, you got the hair for it. You, you really, do. You I really mean, do. you're oh, really great. playing the role. Take the boy out of the boy band, but you take the boy band out of the boy. How old were you when the when the the whole the boy band? Yeah, and thing. what was the name? It was a terrible name for a group. I was 15. I joined the group. I didn't have any say over the name. Okay. <laughs> Sons of Harmony. Okay. Oh, sons of, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, I don't music know. Name. I it's thought fine. it was so lame. It could have been so much cooler. <laughs> In sync, Backstreet Boys. Okay, those aren't good either. Uh, they're not. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. Come on. One they Direction. All... I don't. One Direction's okay. It was. Yeah. That's fine. That's probably the better, the best name of the bunch. But I mean, you got to do so many cool things though. So at such an early age, and and um, when did you decide? Okay, maybe I need to like pivot to doing something different. Well, basically, I had this wave of opportunities that would just like come one after another after another. And I was just excited about every one. And I just kind of like dove in head first and found a a certain level of success in each one of those activities. And then it kind of it basically got to a point where I did the boy band, I was on a TV show for a year, I was in a movie. Um, and then after that, I got this like thing that probably doesn't exist anymore because Hollywood used to have FU money. And I don't know if they have that anymore, but back right. in the day, they used to give talent hold contracts. And so I got a six figure deal to not work for another That's network. That's pretty sweet. It was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. 19 year old kid. What the heck? Oh I didn't deserve that. Um, but then they didn't find me another <laughs> job. And so I kind of sat around for like eight months yeah. and I was like distracting myself and I was like working out and surfing and I was writing music and just doing a lot of mostly physical things to distract myself from the fact Mm -hmm. that I wasn't engaged in something that I was growing, you know, doing and Mm -hmm. and something that really like excited me. 
on a daily basis. And then it all came to a head when I broke my hand skateboarding. And it was like, look at your life, son. And I was just like, I'm miserable. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and the, but that's like the life of an entertainer. That's the life of an actor. Yeah. There's like, especially before the day and age of social media, you're success and your ability to do the thing that you love that you had trained to do was dependent on other people's creativity right. to come together on that project. And so I couldn't really handle that. And, and the role and mm -hmm. I also I always was like, I really I wanted a family, you know, which mm -hmm. I have now and I have three kids and, and a wonderful wife. And it makes me so I know you guys, obviously, you're an That's amazing awesome. couple and you guys have kids. But, um, but so I realized I needed something to focus on that would be a stable source of income that I could also like grow and evolve with over time. And like nothing seemed more of a challenge to me than medicine. And so I just like dove right in. I bet you had a hell of a hobby section on your application. <laughs> That's why right? I got in, dude. Honestly, oh, man. I think I was like, they were just like, who's this kid? What? We need diversity, right? Yeah, the, the kid with the crazy hair. Yeah, let him in. This white boy. Yes, it's <laughs> our diversity. We don't, we don't have any boy band, folks. So let's, yeah. let's, let's get him in here. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> uh, and, and, then, and then when did the social media kick off? That's the thing, is that I was always like very social media curious, I think. Yeah. Because I saw, I was like, oh, that's that thing that, what if I had that? Would well, I have we're left about acting? the same age. Mm -hmm. We're about the same age. Are and we? so I, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, we? turning, I'm turning 40 soon. I don't know if you're comfortable sharing okay. that. Yeah. 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 So I'm 38, you're 37. I'm 39. Uh, 39, sorry. Thank uh, you, though. Yeah, I mean, I but, look younger. Yeah, see, but, I mean, you're 38, but you've already died and come back. So I think yeah. that counts yeah. for a couple extra years. It's, so it does. It's aged him a bit. Yeah. It, it does, absolutely. <laughs> you're probably closer to like 41. I, I'm, 15, I'm, so. I'm, I'm like, in my mind, I'm you're like 56. My, you're oh, my yeah. elder, I think, in a way. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it wasn't a thing back in the day. And I'm glad, honestly, because I would have just ended up like streaming video games or something like not worthwhile, <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. you know um and then this whole thing came about and actually my friend owns a social media management company and he was like oh. dude you were born to do there this you go. and i was like what do you mean and he was like your i mean your history and entertainment and like th yeah. those are skills those are skills that you've right. developed over time that you're not using i bet you you're gonna feel more whole doing it and he was 100% right and he's one of my best friends in the world and he just like i thank him every time i talk to him i'm like dude this I feel complete now because I, I had, yeah. I had reached all my goals. You know, I, I got to this really wonderful hospital that I've always wanted to. And my, I live five minutes away from it. And I have these beautiful oh, kids great. and this wonderful wife and like, but there was, there was something missing and it was nobody else's fault, but it was, mm -hmm. I had that need to, to the creativity to create. Yeah. 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 I love that. Cause I think a lot of people in medicine are you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but they're kind of, you know, put into this box of like science kid. Yeah. Right? yeah, because, yeah. And but you can be a science kid and an art kid or a music kid or, you know, like I think a lot of people are really well-rounded and have a lot of different hobbies and medicine doesn't really allow for too much um, expression yeah. of that, Agreed. you know, so I always love when I find people that that are doing all of it. And and you, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know much about your personality. I've seen your content, but now meeting you, you seem like an emergency physician. I <laughs> yes. just, 
It's just like you're. Yeah, you're I have the bicycle helmet and the Oakley's actually right on the floor. Now I had to take them off for this interview. And you, yeah, you seem like you had six Diet Cokes before yes. this, yes. Yeah, and yeah. then you found you found your thing. You yeah, found, I was it always shotgun the Diet Coke? Yeah, there you go. I do it was, like in the patient room. Way. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> was it always emergency medicine for you? Um, you know, what's funny is that like right around the time that I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life when I really, cause that really was like a quarter life crisis that I had when I yeah. felt that, you know, it wasn't it for acting and music for me. What the hell was I going to mm-hmm. do right around that time? My sister was working as an ER nurse and she just told me the coolest stories, the craziest stories. <laughs> and I was like, I want to like live those stories. I want to be that doctor that like jumped and grabbed the carotid artery of like the stab wound <laughs> that walked into a non-trauma facility and like calls the vascular surgeon and holds the carotid all the way to the OR. Like, can I, how, what do I have to do to do that? You know? Yeah. And that's what yeah. kind of stimulated all of that. And so it started with ER that got me excited. I went into well, med school and I was like, Oh, like maybe I want to be a pediatrician. Oh, maybe I want to be an OB-GYN. Maybe I want to do internal medicine. And then ultimately... Maybe you want to be an ophthalmologist. I, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, it's, it's, right. it's fine. No, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Seems like he needs a bit more excitement I, than I, ophthalmology. I, just, I have to at least at least once, uh, you know, in the, these conversations, I have to shame people into not choosing <laughs> yeah. ophthalmology. But that's okay. You found... You, 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 you don't seem like an ophthalmologist. I will so that's say, fine. though, like... I am so glad, honestly, for the world that you're an ophthalmologist um, because you wouldn't be able to do what you do if you were beholden to a medical system or a particular like practice. I I think you have so much freedom in being able Mm -hmm. to to be completely independent of the medical system. And like, I love that dude because I still like- I think that's a really nice way to say you're not a real doctor. No, no. (laughs) That's what I I heard. I mean, it depends, on, depends, on, <laughs> depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> but that's funny. No. It's, it's, uh, oh, absolutely. It's, you know, people, I've heard people exp- uh, talk about medicine and, and as, you know, almost like work life balances. It's like you shouldn't talk about that. Like it's not, that shouldn't mm-hmm. factor into your decision. Right. Uh, it, you know, it's, it, but, but that's hell yeah, wrong, it should. That's the wrong yes, way to approach should, things. Yes, it should, right. Like, yeah. It's a like job it's, just it's like totally, any other job. It's totally okay to factor in the fact that you don't you you want to work 9 to 5. You don't want to work in a hospital. You don't want to, you know, do you want to take as, as little call as possible. That's all okay if it allows you to accomplish your own goals and the things that you want in life. And you're, but uh, you're making yeah. these decisions as like a late twenties guy that yeah. may have like completely different priorities than a late fifties guy. Like, God, right. I wish I would have chosen differently. <laughs> but it's too late at that point. You're not going to go back to yeah. four years of residency. And so I'm always encouraging, you know, whenever I talk to residents or med students is like, you know, whatever that thing is that you like to do outside of medicine, like hold on to even just like a a fraction of that through training and through med school, like just keep doing it in some way, uh, because that's an, it's an important part of your life. And you, it's so easy to lose that in medicine, right? It's so easy to let medicine just take over your life if you let it. Yes. And um and it, and that's okay if that, if that's like your thing if you want that. Yeah, if that's what lights you up great, but if you have other things that but light you up really, too. But does it really though? Like does it really those people that their people, entire maybe. identity and all of their <laughs> time know, is spent in the world of medicine are I they happy people? Are, I, 
I think well, some of them are researchers. <laughs> I think I think there there are people like that, but I think it's much less than we think. Yeah, you know, than 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 is presented to us as we go just some through like education. The, like, uh, when you're just like chasing prestige and you know ivory tower status and stuff like that, it's just like how I don't know how how ultimately rewarding is that really? How much does that truly yeah. like elevate your daily happiness? And I don't know. I can't speak for other people, but like, well, it just, hopefully that... they would like enjoy helping people or yes. something. I don't know. Yes. I think a lot of yeah. people get different things out of a career in medicine, but yeah, for sure. And they're, and they're, they're really, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, like speak down on, on people that spend their whole lives focused exclusively on medicine. But I just, I think um, people can get caught up in the prestige of it all, you yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah. because of that, lose sight of on what truly makes them happy. And I just. That's almost I, like the expectation that's placed on people. Yes. You know, right. like you're supposed to be just like completely devoted to medicine and mm -hmm. all aspects. It's the you most important thing You grew up with parents that were doctors and you're like, yeah. I have yeah. to achieve this higher level of success or, you know, publish more papers or whatever it is. And right. you can just get totally yeah, lost. Not, right. not setting up, uh, setting up for failure in a lot of ways yeah. right, to have right. that mentality. But you mentioned, uh, you know, <laughs> enjoying the crazy stories of, of the emergency world. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you gave us a crazy story before we started recording here yeah. and it, it is actually perfect because <laughs> multiple times for whatever reason, for different reasons, we have talked about leeches. Yeah, they keep coming up. <laughs> this, this, it keeps coming up. We thought it was like a thing that doesn't exist anymore, but it just keeps. Now, we didn't tell you to give us a no. story about leeches. No. You just voluntarily gave us a leech story. It's yeah. just so one of your stories. I would, I would love for you to tell us the story <laughs> that has to do with leeches. There's much more to it. And I'll let you take it away. So um, somebody um, enjoying a little too much methamphetamine. Mm -hmm. decided to take a buck knife to their mm -hmm. man parts. Oh, okay. okay. That's yep. a choice. There you go. Cut their That's... own penis off. Okay. okay. Yep. Like they, they through were successful through. in this yeah. decision and they endeavor. They were, were they successful? Oh, completely successful through and through. Okay. Cut it off. Ow. Somehow, did, did, I don't remember the specifics. Like, did he call the ambulance? Did somebody else <laughs> notice him on the street? I don't know, like, what led to EMS right. getting there. But they got there and properly, you know, uh, packaged his package. <laughs> that worked well. I didn't do that on purpose. Meta-packaging. Meta-packaging. <laughs> Honestly, didn't think about that at the time. Um, but while we're talking about this, we can have an educational moment. Anytime you have an amputation, including something like that, you know, but more often it's digits. You, you, you try to wrap it in like a, a moist paper towel if you have that, put it in a Ziploc baggie, and then put that Ziploc baggie in another Ziploc baggie of sorts with ice water. Oh. Okay. So you don't want it like so directly on bag. the ice. Yeah. yeah. The package. Right. <laughs> I see what you double, did there. Yeah. Yeah. So double bag it just in case. Yep. And then, and then they showed up at the emergency department. And, you know, um, sometimes. I'm so glad someone had the foresight of bringing the penis in <laughs> with the know, patient like i mean what else do you do what Leave else would we street? do well i mean you know i don't know I mean, it's, it's <laughs> but just, if he didn't it's... have it we just kind of stopped the bleeding and i guess send him home i don't know you give him some antibiotics yeah. uh, that's another another alternate if, if, universe if if do they make prosthetics surely they do if if there's a, a paramedic listening who has at one point or another you know saved a penis 
that has been severed, uh, please let us know. Give us an email. <laughs> I would just like we to remind to everyone you. at this point that we are still on the leeches story. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So yeah, this, no, is this all only ties in. It all getting ties better. In. Okay, it all ties keep going. In. And then, Let's you know, going. you may... I got distracted on the, on the amputated penis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's please. something about it that's on our attention, I guess. Um, but so, you know, it's kind of funny because you make good decisions as, as residents and as physicians. And, and other times you do things because you normally do them. And then afterwards you realize like, oh, that we didn't need to do that. Um, we, we, <laughs> we got there. We, t- we took an x-ray of the uh of the severed penis um like kind of there on the bed and and maybe the upper level because i think i was an intern at the time maybe the upper level resident was like looking for foreign bodies okay like that might Mm -hmm. that might be kind of called for but usually we do it with fingers so we can see if there's still like bone there or not but there's what what else is there (laughs) i don't know so anyways i I have a picture actually on on my phone of (laughs) the x-ray uh, oh, okay. you know, de-identified, but that's it's the guy's <laughs> sure. legs and just the, his his man it's parts just, just there. sitting there in between the two. And I'm always like, why did why did we do that? Um, but then <laughs> you know he's he doesn't have decision making capacity at this point. He's right. extremely high still, um, and the decision was make was made for him basically to reattach his penis. Mm-hmm. And then it was my very prestigious job later on as a medical student when they tried to kind of enhance the blood flow through that area and maybe increase the likelihood of it surviving by putting leeches on it. And so my job was to check the leeches multiple times a day. That's, that's an ma- intern job, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> D- did, you, did you apply the leeches? Is- uh, you know, I don't know if they trusted me enough to apply the leeches. I basically just okay. looked and made sure they were in yeah. there yeah, and- applying leeches is totally a cheap resident job. That's <laughs> absolutely. That might be even felt. That's really funny I because I don't I don't think I did ever do that. So yeah. <laughs> but you checked them. I did. You I checked check them. How do you check a leech? You're like, oh yep, yeah, still, still sucking there. Still still Yeah, that's what I was blood. asking. I was like, so my job is to check on the leeches, but what are, what am I they doing looked, by doing this? They yeah. look satiated. I don't yeah. know. Like, what do you what, how, what's your what's your presentation happy, you're attending? The guy's happy. We all win. Leeches, I don't know. Leeches <laughs> intact. Leeches yeah. intact. Yeah. And what's Yet interesting is that was always... fascinating medical use for a leech. Yeah. There we go. I was always Good. looking for like remorse in that guy or emotion, and he just never, ever gave it to Horror, me. Horror, maybe, no. when he comes yeah. to. <laughs> None of it. He was just like stonewall the whole time. Wow. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about with uh, leeches? You know, treating a a replantation. What do you call it? Re reattachment. Re replantation. See, this just supports your point re- that he's not a real doctor. Is it? No, no. <laughs> Again, I think we're back to that. Replantation, right? I think it's replantation. <laughs> it's like the 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 thing in our, our brains are telling us to say reimplantation, but I think it's just right. replantation. Okay. All right. There you go. I love that. That's great. I mean, I, I don't know how many more leech stories we can get out of society. I here. have a feeling we're going to find out. There's, <laughs> there's going to be more. The universe People. wants you to talk about leeches. Apparently on this podcast, so. Clearly. Maybe we'll just do a spinoff podcast all about leeches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Dr. J. Mack. Hey, Kristen. Yeah. Do I look like a cardiologist when I hold this? You look like you're trying to be a cardiologist. Because I'm an ophthalmologist. Well, and just like, what are you even doing with your hands there? <laughs> I, I do. I feel like a cardiologist. Yeah. Though. And that's the most important thing because of the stethoscope. Yeah. 
This it is, is so the, cool. The tool of the trade. It's an Echo Core 500 digital stethoscope with three lead ECG. It even makes an ophthalmologist feel like a cardiologist. That's saying something. Right? And it's got 40 times noise amplification, mm-hmm. noise cancellation, right. three audio filter modes, and a full color display. Yeah, it's bananas. It's, it's, it's uh, What stethoscope has all of that? I know. We live Nothing. in the future. No, just the Echo Core 500. That's right. That's it. Uh, and you can also record review, save, share, yeah. all the things you're listening to. That's right. It's, it's great for teaching. It's great for, for just learning yourself. And also, we have a special offer for our U.S. listeners. Visit echohealth.com slash KKH and use code NOC50 to experience Echo's Core 500 digital stethoscope technology. That's Health slash KKH and use NOC50 to get a 75-day risk-free trial and a free case and free shipping with this exclusive offer. Hey, Kristen, have you ever heard of eyelid mites? I try not to they think look about like this. Them. So, gosh, get this. your bouquet of eyelid mites out of my face. Look at these little cute eyelid mites. Yeah. They're not usually this big. Thank goodness. But you know what they do? What? They cause itchy, red, irritated eyelids. Mm, I don't want that. A lot of people that. don't know that it's actually sometimes Demodex mites. That's horrifying. Yeah, they cause Demodex blepharitis. But don't get freaked out, Kristen. Get checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To find more information, go to eyelidcheck.com. Again, that's E-Y-E-L-I-D check.com to get more information about Demodex blepharitis. We are back with Dr. J. Mack. Hey. And, uh, and you, there you go. Like, <laughs> it's a good segue there into, into, music in him. into your true. musical ability. I got it in my soul. <laughs> you got to get it out. <laughs> Do you, how often do you, do you, is that how you present yourself to patients? Do you come in and start singing sometimes? Is What's that interesting is that I have to tone down my personality a lot in the emergency department mm. initially, because if I walk in a room and somebody is just like suffering and there's so much in so much pain, right. and I'm like, Hey, yeah. they're just like, Oh my God. So I have to like, I have to go in the room and I'm like, I'm sorry, speech, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. But then by the end, they've had some morphine, they're feeling loopy. And then I'm playing with them and we're having a fun time. Are you like this at like 3 a.m.? Yeah. Is this, this is just you. There's, yeah. there's nothing. You're, 4 you're, a.m. You're not... though, I hit a wall and I'm just like, like face down uh, on the keyboard. <laughs> you got to get two hours of sleep and then you're back up. Yeah, and then I'm back going. <laughs> but you've, you've actually, you've been doing a lot of work, right? Trying to incorporate music into yeah. medicine. And mm-hmm. so uh, tell us a little bit about, about your, your journey with, with incorporating that into your job. So I think that's, that is kind of the first way that the art snuck back into my life because it's kind of like when I left entertainment, I thought I was leaving the arts forever. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, like an ex-girlfriend or something. It's like, it's, it's just too painful. Like, I don't, I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. Like it just opens up right. too many painful memories, you know? And, um, and something that you just loved so deeply too, you know what I mean? And so years after, um, I had gone down this path, I was a pre-med and, um, my mom got, uh, diagnosed with, uh, breast cancer and, uh, and they still caught it like kind of early, you know, it had traveled to her lymph nodes, but just a little bit. Um, but I, she had multiple surgeries and radiation and chemo. And in one of her chemo sessions, um, there was this one, treatment that, you know, had the potential to turn your fingernails and your toenails black and, and make them fall off. And she'd already lost her hair 
and, mm -hmm. you know, surgically removed her breasts. And like the last part of her femininity is her fingernails. And she's like, oh, hell no, I'm not about to lose these. Yeah. And so they put your, your fingernail fingers and toes in ice to vasoconstrict, clamp down on those blood vessels so less of the chemo gets to your extremities and you may be more likely to keep your fingernails and toenails. And, oh. and, but that's a very painful experience. You know, you remember like being yeah. a kid and having ice on your head and it's like two minutes later, you're like, ah, get this thing off me. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom has my, my willpower and she, she did that for like an entire hour. And I'm like a 22 year old kid, like watching my mom suffer. And it was just, I, Ugh. I knew that something needed to happen in that next chemo and I didn't know what it was. And then my sisters and I thought back to like what brought us together as a family when we were so young and that was music and those were instruments and singing and playing together. And so the second chemo session she did, we brought our instruments and that room just like lit up and it was just like, it was oh. so happy and it was so full of life and it was so full of love. And the hour just like flew by, it flew by. And we were like, what, look at that. Wow. And you know, after you experience something like that, you're like, I, I can't keep this to myself. I'm being selfish if I don't figure out a way to share this with people. And so I started a nonprofit called Music Meets Medicine. And at this point, we raised somewhere, I think over $250,000 for music therapy programs, donating instruments, wow. um, giving awesome. music lessons to kids in children's hospitals. And it just like, it just feeds the soul and brings me closer to something that is a part of, you know, my heart and always has That's been. So. Right. That's awesome because there's so much about the healthcare system. You know, we talk about this all the time because, you know, I in particular have experienced this a lot that it just dehumanizes mm -hmm. people. It's, it's, uh, nobody likes going into a hospital and that's, you know, kind of all boils down to that. It's, it's about sickness and death. And then it's just, you know, bland walls and horrible lighting and just all these things that suck the joy out mm -hmm. of life. Yes. So having things that put it back into the hospital walls, I think is, is amazing and, and desperately needed. That's really the same awesome. things. And those are the same things that, that people would be like uh, seeking out when, a loved one is dying or when they're right. getting married, all of the highs and all of the lows are always accompanied by our favorite music and our favorite artists. So why the hell would it be any different right. when why we're having we like these deep moments of despair the in the hospital? Yeah. Right. And as, as I know you have this project moonshot concerts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a, a, a kind of offshoot from a, a viral Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, is it real? Is it a real? Oh no, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> It was real. It was a TikTok. Don't make fun it's of me. Don't make fun of me. Yeah. I, again, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm a member. I'm like 56 years old. And, you know. I'm a, anyway, the number uh, just keeps going. But yeah. Up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's that. And is that where this idea? So, yeah. So tell tell the, the listeners about this. Well, shot. It's so basically, one of the very first like true donors to Music Meets Medicine. I was in med school. I'd already done some volunteering in the hospitals and some of my fellow pre-meds or med students, you know, we'd, we'd gone in and volunteered and donated some instruments and stuff, but really hadn't raised much money at all yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my med school attending, a psychiatrist told us that she was uh, about to start chemo treatments. She was going to lose her hair. She was going to have some energy changes, but she wasn't going to stop teaching us. And she was, she was committed to us. Um, and, and I, I told her that I'd, would love to come and and sing for her during her chemo session. So I was there for, if not the first one, one of her very first ones, and uh, and sang for her and and sang for you know she and her husband, and 
we just connected. Like we connected on a, just a different level. Um, and there was this one song, man. So like, you know, Colin Hay, mm-hmm. the lead singer of, uh, of, of Men at Work. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, they basically were like, you know, kind of requesting songs. They were like, do you know any Colin Hay? And I had, I'd sung some other songs from whatever. Uh, one of, one of the songs actually was Rammstein. They were like, you know any Rammstein? I was like, oh, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the like German like metal band. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it's just me and my acoustic guitar. But okay, so sing some Rammstein. Rammstein, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then the only Colin Hayes song I knew came to mind, and I was like, okay, I'll play this song for him. And the song, dude, the song is so intensely applicable to their situation. It's if I live till I was a hundred and two. I just don't think I'll ever get over you. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of this song when I realized what I was yeah. singing for him. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like I can't, <laughs> I can't back yeah. out now. And, wow. uh, but instead of it just feeling wrong, it, it was so right. It was so right in that moment. And they just connected and just were dancing, actually. Uh, together with the IV line in her arm. And, and this just like bond was formed between us. And they wrote a $5,000 check that day for Music Meets Medicine. And I was like, I have a real nonprofit now. It's legit. It's a lot of responsibility. I got to uh, figure out how to dude, put these dollars to good use. Right. And it's time to grow up now. We're not just this little thing anymore. And, and we developed this beautiful relationship through the years. And uh, a certain number of years later, her cancer came back. And this was actually 2017. So her cancer came back mm. in 2017. And, uh, and I received a phone call. And, and we'd been friends since then. And they had donated more. And we'd done fundraisers together and everything. And, um, and he was like, J-Mac, you know, I realized that there are some things that you can do anything with your life, right? There's so many things that you can do with your time. But the things that you really should focus on are the things that nobody else can do. The things that like mm-hmm. only you can yeah. do, like as a uniquely parent, you. Yeah. yeah, uniquely you, like as a parent, like nobody can do that job as well as you can. So like, that's where a disproportionate amount of your energy should go in this world. Like that is the thing. And he was like, J-Mac, we're starting chemo tomorrow. It was like eight at night. It was eight at night. <laughs> he was like, we're starting chemo tomorrow and only you can be that guy to be there with us. And I was like, all right. I don't know who I, I called like, five, like, actually, I think I called <laughs> one of my colleagues. I think I called yeah. one colleague and I was like, I need help tomorrow. And they were like, you, you think I'm going to say no, go, go. <laughs> and so, and I went, and we, we went down this journey again together and, you know, she ended up surviving for a really long time all the way, um, into 2023, you know, that's mm. a really long time yeah. to have metastatic cancer of any sort, right. um, but breast cancer. And, uh, and they came to me two months ago and they, and, and, and we had done a couple of concerts at their house and fundraisers in their home. And that's one of the reasons why they bought this old, beautiful, historic home, uh, in, in, in Dallas on this row of all these other beautiful old historic homes. It's because they wanted concerts there. They wanted to share their home with other people. And, um, and we got to do that a couple of times, but not nearly as much as they wanted. And they realized that it was coming close to the end. And they were like, J-Mac, we have this list of artists and we need your help to, to reach them. And it was like Colin Hay. Yeah. And Ben, I saw, I saw the list on that Instagram, on the, yeah. on the yeah, and, and, Instagram. Molly, yeah. and Vienna Tang and Lauren Daigle and all these 
enormous artists. And I was yeah. like, I I'm supposed to connect with you. <laughs> <laughs> with these like, I know. I, I mean, I guess don't I have you a lot know, of followers. I was, uh, I was just in a boy band. I don't know. <laughs> I, what, I mean, what do you expect from me? I don't have these kind of connections. And I called one friend in LA and I was like, Hey, <laughs> you're in the music business. Like, can you get me in touch with these people? And he was like, I hope they have millions of dollars because that's the only way that any of these artists <laughs> oh are going to be performing. And, uh, and I felt so helpless in that moment. And, and I, I did the only thing that I, I knew how to do in that moment. And I basically just like broke down on camera and begged the internet. <laughs> I begged the yeah. internet for any sort of connection it, to yeah. anybody who knew anybody who knows anybody who knows one of these artists because they didn't, they didn't, I mean, they wanted to not pay a million dollars for it, but they, they wanted right. to pay for this. They wanted to, you know, figure out a way to, to bring the people that they love the most in their life and bring them all into their home at the same time and, and have these wonderful artists there. And, um, and man, the internet just came together to make <laughs> a dying woman's wish come true. And all of that yeah. love just like funneled through me to get to them you know, and I got to share these amazing things every day because they're not any on the internet. They're like you, you know, except yeah. they don't have a kajillion followers. But they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like you, not yeah. on the internet, Sad. except yeah. for your yeah. million but followers. But you are. You're like on the internet, but you're not. I think it's hilarious. It's like this hilarious oxymoron thing. Um, but I, there was so much joy and excitement that we got to yeah. share in their final months. You know, together as a as a whole family and. Um, not all the artists could make it um, mm -hmm. in person. Ben Folds very wisely was like, I'm coming in town in October, but he knew he knew yeah. how serious things were. And so he was like, let's yeah. do a Zoom. Let's do a Zoom. And so they, he did yeah. a private Zoom 30 minutes. They did all requests. And, and what's really cool is that everybody that was on that list, they were there because there's like this special, beautiful, unique memory that's attached to each one of those artists and, mm -hmm. and one of their songs. Mm -hmm. Gracie, Ben Folds' song, Gracie, was the first song they ever played their child Gracie, you know, and and so they just they got to relive all these beautiful memories of their life together. And they got to experience all these new wonderful things. And we realized that we were onto something really special, because that was that was a moonshot list. That yeah. was a moonshot right. list. And they they got it. And they and one, one of the things that was the most inspiring is they were asking me they were like, J-Mac, nothing incredible is going to happen if, if you don't just ask, you know, like you just right. have to ask. Yeah. And so I was like, here I am, I'm asking the internet just like <laughs> did it. And, but, but I think that there's something special there that we can replicate. And so we created kind of, um, a nonprofit within a nonprofit called yeah. moonshot concerts. And, and we're going to find families in the darkest of times. And we're going to figure out how to connect them with their moonshot artist. And I don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet, yeah. you know, um, but, but like they said, you know, if you, if you don't put it out there, like you never know what's going to happen. And I think it is going to happen. And I think we're going to be able to make some really special, wonderful memories for really deserving families. Well, that's, that's just a, uh... Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm what having a, a moment. What? Oh my goodness. Yeah, me too, clearly. <laughs> yeah, what, an, what an amazing project. That's yeah. That's, that's so great. Yeah, I just think it's touching me because I mean it's obviously a very touching story all on its own, but also just, you know, from what we have experienced. Um yes. that is that's my biggest mission with our platforms is, you know, putting the the human back into medicine. Yes. And so one of yes. the 
the things that I hear um, so much from people in the healthcare industry, right? Physicians and clinicians of all sorts is, you know, yeah, but like, how, how can we be humans with our patients? We need to have this level of professional distance and we need to have some emotional distance in order to be able to do our jobs. And, you know, I, I see where all of that is coming from, but I don't know. What do you think as someone who's a physician and someone doing this kind of work, do you think they can coexist or do you think they have to be, I mean, you're kind of doing it as a nonprofit, not like in your professional capacity. So. Uh, I think, I think this has brought my heart back to me, man, because in residency, I was so deeply burnt out. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I could tell a room full of loved ones, a room full of loved ones that their family member passed away. And I felt nothing. I felt zilch. And it sucked. It sucked feeling that. I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, right. what have I become? You know? Yeah. And, right. and through my time with the nonprofit, you know, and through just not being in residency, because there's the schedule and my eating habits and not exercising and just my life <laughs> right. was just like, bleh, like... Not even your hair looked good. It was bad. Actually, it was a terrible time. My hair looked oh, great. Okay, okay, okay. Good. Actually, right. my that hair was the one thing he had. That was still there. I still had the hair. That's good. But I was able to like regain my emotion, and I'm so happy, and I feel so much more connected. I think I'm I'm going to be and am a better dad and and husband and family member, and I think I am a better doctor because of that. And in the moment, you know, I have patients that because I work in the ER, so there are patients that are dying right in front of me or are dead. And it's my job to try to bring them back. And I'm not emotional at all. In those moments, I'm very much strategic. And I'm just thinking about things in a very stepwise manner. Um, mm. But then afterwards, now, I, I love that I can sit in a room with a family and I can hold their hand. And if they cry, like, I'll shed a tear too, you know. And if I'm telling someone that they're having a miscarriage, I can, I can just silence everything else around me in the ER and I can really truly be there with them um, and connect to them and just like, just be there in the moment in the silence, you know? And, um, yeah. and I think, I think that makes me a better doctor. I do. Yeah. I am not a doctor obviously, but that is what I, what I argue. So I, I'm glad you have the credentials behind your name to agree with me. So <laughs> <laughs> it counts more when it comes from you, I guess, but <laughs> there are moments when is. you can't have emotion, but in those moments right. where you can, I think the inclination is to, is to like yeah, the lock them away and be like, I need to be professional, but I can't tell you right. how many times patients have just like, cause I, you're just, you're holding their hand and telling them some of the most devastating news they've ever had in their life. And right. for you to not like mirror the like gravity of that situation, there's like, there's a cognitive dissonance there, you know, that well, is probably confusing to I'll tell you from being them. on the other end, that's not only confusing, it's traumatic. traumatic it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. It causes harm. Yeah. And the whole thing is do no harm. Yeah. Right. It's just, you, you have to remember to extend that out to the people connected to the patient, not just to the patient. And I think in trying to do no harm to the patient, we're doing harm to families but that's a whole soapbox i could go on <laughs> but i think also it's it's you know it doesn't help the doctor either like you're saying you know it just made you kind of a shell of a person to try to block off it did and it's only a matter of time until that bleeds into your personal life exactly right, right. Well, let me ask you do you do you keep a guitar in the emergency department for do special occasions guitar you keep a guitar right just on you at all times <laughs> Do you bring that thing to work with you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. 
Before we do you get... wake up in the morning and do that to your wife? Yes, and she's <laughs> like, honey, please. <laughs> Six in the tone, it, tone it down a bit. Can Go I say, I did, I did, when my wife was pregnant, she had, like, hypernosmia every single time. It's when, like, you can, like, smell, like, in, like, a super-powered yeah. oh, way, really which you think would be that. a good yeah. thing. It was horrible. Bad thing. It's a bad thing. I smelled wooden cabinets and they made me nauseous. You did? You could smell the wooden cabinets. Oh my God. My wife could smell the coffee across the house. Yeah. Oh, And she loved coffee, but she would, it would like make her gag. But on her birthday, I rolled over in bed and I was like, Happy birthday. And she was like, (laughs) (laughs) she ran to the bathroom and threw up. Great way to start off your birthday. Perfect. Yeah. I have a I have a music themed game for us to play, but real quick, I just have one more question just about you as an emergency physician. Have you done a lateral canthotomy? Oh, funny you should ask, actually. (laughs) We were talking on the break about how you have to turn in your MD on Friday at 4 p.m. And and I I certainly I literally I have done a lateral canthotomy before, called an ophthalmologist, and they were like, you know, kind of waking up middle of the night, they were like, okay, just send it to my office in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> after a lateral canthotomy, just like let this guy go home with like his face, like open basically. Absolutely. For, oh for people gosh. who are non-medical, actually you should probably describe that. Not yeah. Can you describe that for? Yeah, um, what is that? So if you have the most common scenario where this occurs is when you have a bleed behind the eye that's filling up the orbit, which is the space behind the eye, Mm -hmm. and it pushes the eye forward rapidly. That's the key. It Mm -hmm. happens very quickly. So the the tissues don't have a chance to relax and and accept the eye moving forward and kind of... So anyway, what happens is the eye gets pushed from behind and gets trapped by the eyelids. And so when that happens, it's like compressing the eye and increasing the pressure inside the eye which can very rapidly make the you go blind. eyelids on the front, putting pressure on it, and then blood from the back. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Squeezing the eye, it. The eye can't escape, right? It can't, it can, because the eyelids are blocking it. So what you do is you do what's called a lateral canthotomy, where basically you just detach the lower eyelid. Oh, I was yeah. afraid you were going to say that. At the, at the outside part of the eyelid, on the lower eyelid, you just cut it from the bone, and that allows the eye to move forward, rela- releasing that pressure. And it's a very scary procedure for anybody, anybody outside of ophthalmology. Yeah, terrifying for ER doctors. <laughs> it's terrifying. For, we do but, it. We do it. But we are terrified to do it. But and then if we the call thing, an ophthalmologist and they're like, oh, it's not fun in the morning. We're like, are you kidding me? This is the scariest <laughs> thing I could do involving the eye. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. Uh, there's nothing in that area, though, that you can like permanently screw up unless you like cut the eyeball itself. And oh. so that's why it's not a big deal. You can just send him. To, we'll see him in the morning <laughs> so because crazy. it's just the lower eyelid. There's no like like, uh, you know, a, you know, sh- critical structure there that you could damage. Yeah. That would be a big problem. And then it's an easy it's the easiest thing in the world to fix. We do it all the time. There's procedures where you tighten up the lower eyelid no, where you do maybe a lateral Maybe it's the easiest thing in the world to fix when it's <laughs> an, an ophthalmologist, ophthalmologist doing it, but for an ER <laughs> doctor, that seems very intense. But actually, if it, maybe if it were you that I was waking up in the middle of the night and you explained it to me like that, I'd be like, okay, I'll send him home. But at the same no, time, would, he would, was no, coming. No, no, I, I wouldn't do that. I would just say, send him to me in the clinic in the morning. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I would. Yeah, so yeah. we've learned that, that a lateral canthotomy <laughs> is not a pants patient. Oh, oh no, it is. It's a, it's even worse than that. Like there's no time for me to come in. So a pants patient is a patient where I, it's such an emergency <laughs> that I have to put on my pants to come in to see the patient. Yeah. Um, but that's like a, 
I, I it needs to be done before I even have a chance to get there. It's That's true, the yeah. thing. That's why it's scary. And that's right, why right, we're right. trained to do it. That's but why they have to do done. it. But like, once it's now, done. Now, once it's it gets fine. to you, yeah, yeah. that's oh, no yeah. longer a yeah. pants You just keep your pants off. Yeah. Exactly. It's your pants patient. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's let's get let's get to this game here because I spent all of like seven minutes uh, planning <laughs> <Coming> this. <up. laughs> all right, it's just it's called musical specialties. Okay, musical specialties. I'm gonna give you a musical instrument, and you have to tell me what specialty that instrument belongs to. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's go. Okay. All right. The first one, drums. I mean, emergency, right? It's got to be what emergency. I was we got See, energy. I just we're all over the place. Yeah. We're ADD. Sometimes we're on the so, ride. Sometimes we're on the hi-hat. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I think it's ortho. Oh, because they like, they just want to put some like, yeah, power in the yeah. Exactly. I, I feel like that's more like the, what's this one in the marching band? Like the bass drum? The bass drum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's ortho. See, I think I think emergency is is the like the the busker who's got like uh, oh. the drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got yeah, they yeah. got the harmonica, the harmonica yes, right? Yes. The microphone. hundred <laughs> percent. You're doing like eight different things at once. That's that's if that's there were the a song for emergency, it would be Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Scaramouche, yes. Scaramouche. Like he's like going to all these different. Yeah. Exactly. We, we so we may disagree on some of these things, but I'm interested to hear what you think. So, how about trumpet? Uh, Who's the trumpet player of medicine? Ooh. Trumpet player of medicine, loud. I totally just made. I'm just like proud, expecting you all to just read my mind. Can here. Be a little jazzy. <laughs> uh, Maybe a little uptight. <laughs> Infectious though. Well, disease. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I went, I thought cardiology. There we okay. go. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one better. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of loud. <laughs> kind of in your face yeah you know they're the i don't know i don't i'm just this, yeah, no, no, this i is, like that i like that i'm with none, you on that. none of this makes sense um all right how about uh what do you think about like you know, let me give you the specialty and you tell me oh what, okay, what okay. Oh, we're gonna switch it how about, up. Let's, let's switch it up a little bit yeah we won't play read my mind anymore <laughs> yeah also, well it's, but yours it's are good though i like yours though <laughs> all right um what do you think about uh, for a nephrologist what do you think what instrument oh. do you think they'd play for a nephrologist. Um, I mean, I can't enemy help but like, of... as we're talking about these people, I'm like imagining your character with like the big glasses course, and everything. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I'm like, I'm just seeing him like play something in this position. So I'd say just a recorder. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Recorder. That's good. Just just a recorder. I All thought right. you were going to go clarinet, but no. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the way I mean, down I'm, to recorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, recorder was... I, well, I, I wrote down French horn. Okay, um, nephrologist be, because it's a it's a very the challenging tubules. instrument. Oh, it, the it's tubules. Got tubules. Yeah, there you go. I didn't think about tubules, but that's good. Yes. <laughs> just pretend yeah, like just, it. Don't, I, just don't it. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't think that they call French horn tubes tubules, but yeah, um, probably not. <laughs> maybe they will now. So yeah. there we go. All right. Here's a. Uh, what do you think about anesthesiologists? Mm. anesthesiologists they, uh, they, they've got to be the flautists i would That's say good. i would say they put you to sleep so it's like um <laughs> something oh, yeah, yeah. i don't know like, like a kind of deep, like a like cello like a cello maybe yeah cello. cello would be good that's right yes cello a uh, flute not bad because also lots of air lots of air there and also yeah. like 
very, you know, I feel like a flautist is like detail oriented and like mm, on top good. of it and like paying attention. I love right? how you pronounce that correctly, by the way. Flautist. A flautist. I was a, I was a flautist. You were yeah. a flautist. <laughs> I mean, a flautist. I always a flautist. Always a flautist. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why we're going like uh, Irish accent on this, but I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you said the buskers. I, uh, I also wrote down bagpipes for for anesthesia, but I like your ideas better. <laughs> I, I don't no, know. No, that's Hot funny. Air. Yeah, because they have that big thing that they squeeze. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah totally, um, dude. That's hilarious. Okay. All right, dude. This is why. Op- this is why you're so successful in what you do because you're you're able to just like <laughs> nail the different specialties so well. This, Can I go off on a is... short tangent? Do you sure. do do you do you just like call up your friends that are in these specialties and just like kind of talk through? He doesn't have any friends, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad. That was a wrong presumption. Right? <laughs> um. I know, actually, I I uh, I do lots of social media research. <laughs> so 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 what I because most of my skits are like conflicts between specialties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the what's great is that everybody loves to make to to um complain about each other on social media. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'll like. I'll see something and it gives me an idea like on, on Twitter or, or I was going to say, is this more on Twitter? Cause it doesn't seem like there's as much of that, like, because there's more back stuff. and forth. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. more, there's more back and forth conversations uh, that happen on Twitter. So you get more of the, of the kind of neurotic people who are like mad at each other. Well, and that no also makes sense really. how you're like coming from like a fresh perspective in mm-hmm. well, on TikTok, And cause you're taking things from a platform that people, on TikTok might not be engaging with, and you're bringing it to right. that platform. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Cool. He's going straight to the source. Like he's not just presuming. But, but he's I just do. seeing what people say. Once I have the conflict that I know I'm going to create the skit around, then sometimes I do have to do actual like medical literature research to like remember. Oh, what is a renal tubular oh, yeah, acidosis? Because yeah, sure, sure. again, we're back to the not a real doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't know any <laughs> body forgotten medicine. Forgotten all of those <laughs> things. <laughs> So, I, but, but the thing is when you're making content, like about medical stuff, like the minute you say something that's not medically accurate, you're going to get a thousand people. Yeah. Like, oh, that's oh, not dude. actually correct. Yeah. So I actually have to like learn. I, I actually have, what's the pocket medicine book? Oh, that green one. Oh yeah, one. the green one. Yeah. 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 The one from MGH. I, I, I've I've used that a couple of times nice. as an ophthalmologist just for strictly for comedic social purposes. media. Yeah, comedy. That's anyway, yeah. Definitely not what they intended that for, nope. but I think the authors would <laughs> be excited to know that you use that for your skits. Shout out Pocket Medicine. They have not paid me any money. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Does MGH want to be a sponsor of this podcast? All right. Um, I've got a couple more. Cool. Okay. The ophthalmologist. Tuba. <laughs> Tuba. 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 I'm just imagining you with a big tuba. Why tuba? Because of the noise he just made. That was literally what was in my head. You know, the one before. Okay, actually, when you hear what I chose, actually, tuba is not a bad guess. Did you pick trombone? I went triangle. Triangle. The triangle, because I do one thing really well, really, really well, and you just wait for the right time in that person's life to be like, bing, bing. That's right, exactly. Oh, two is a good. That's guess, great. Though. I love that. Um, okay, you're sick. Oh, that one I was, got me. I was actually very proud of this next one. Uh, general surgeon. Oh. General surgeon. Uh, ego, a little bit uh, aggressive. 
uh, in residency at least, like to be the star of the show. But I don't, I don't feel the same thing like now that I'm in, you know, more like community yeah. hospitals and stuff like that. Oh, it's totally different in community hospitals. It is. It's a really different vibe. Like I feel like all of my characters like are based on like academic, academic, hospitals, academic yeah. Uh, yeah. physicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so if we're thinking like more kind of academic, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you? The, who is the most arrogant musician in an orchestra? First I, violin. I don't know. Oh, that's what okay, I was good. thinking I thought, in my head, but I was like, I feel like it's not nailing the specialty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of angry violin. You probably violinists. are. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Actually, I didn't go with the personality type of thing. So here's, here's my, my choice for a general surgeon. Okay. The organ. The organ. organ. Yes, like the pipe organ. The pipe organ. Oh, because yeah. like the there's... big massive one. Yeah. On the wall. Yes. Oh like yeah, a dude. Yeah. I was thinking like a Hammond because... B3. I was like, I'm not vibing with that. <laughs> But yeah, the massive church one, absolutely. Yeah. Well, That's also really just because good. they're they're surgeons, and they operate on organs. Oh, wow! Next level. Usually that comes from me, not you. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you. I was very proud of that. That's off to you, sir. <laughs> if I would wear one, but I don't because my hair is so beautiful. Because of the hair. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I understand. Well, that was musical specialties, everybody. That was fun. That was fun. Um. That was really good. I don't think I had any. That was those were the best ones. I had some other ones, but yeah. Well, if anybody can think of some other pairings, please we'll, do let us know. We'll save those it. Were fun. We'll save it for the next uh, former boy band uh, musical person that comes on. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. You might. Are you the only? Uh, I think you're probably the only boy band participant who ended up becoming a, a physician. I would have to guess. Mm -hmm. Like you're a one of one. You're a unicorn I... in medicine. Am unaware of any others, and okay. in boy bands, it's in both directions. There's oh, yeah. no boy band members doing becoming doctors, and there's no. That's too. Do you true. think there's, there's no like Ken Jeong of boy bands right. that like exactly. went the other way? Exactly. <laughs> a physician who turned who went joined a boy band, right. <laughs> like forty years old, <laughs> in midlife crisis, and trying to try it's to. It's never too late. <laughs> I think there's it a reason like for that. that. <laughs> That sounds like uh, like a setup for like a Will Ferrell movie. Or yeah, something. it really Dude. does. I don't know, some kind of comedy. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you, uh, Dr. J. Mack, for coming on and for telling us your stories and about your life and music. And it's just, uh, this is such a fascinating conversation. I want to uh, also just make sure everyone knows where they can find you. You're on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, right? Instagram, Facebook. I'm trying to grow something on YouTube. It's not really translating. So please follow yeah. me on YouTube. You'll <laughs> be the only YouTube. one. It's got to start somewhere. <laughs> and then Early adopter. And Early also adopter. <laughs> your nonprofit yeah. is Music Meets Medicine. Yeah, Music Meets Medicine. And the program that we talked about is called Moonshot Concerts. Um, you know, really, if you if you follow me on on Instagram specifically, I'll be sharing more about that as things develop. Um, but there are separate accounts for those as well. If you'd like to follow those also. Awesome. Yeah. Check Very it out. Cool. Well, thanks again. Appreciate it. It's Man, thank you guys. This pleasure. was really fun. <laughs> this this is great. fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Later. Man, I wish I had that kind of energy. I know. Man. You could, you're right. He belongs in emergency medicine. Like, I, I just like, it's, and three kids. That's one more than us, and we're exhausted. Yeah, I know. I don't know how he does it. Well, he's, he's very talented and yeah. very brilliant, and, and he's also an emergency physician. Yeah. So they just have <laughs> it's just 
but just, just the way. unbridled enthusiasm for life. I'm jealous of it. Yeah, I know. It's great. So yeah, he's, that artist, just, artist in him, I think. Oh, yeah. Just fantastic work he's doing with music. And that, that's just, that's awesome. So hope hope people check that out. The yeah, music needs medicine. Definitely. Really a cool, cool project he's doing. Um, let us know what you thought. Let us know if you have any other neat uh, musical people we should have on. Let's have some other, some, we've had a, a violin MD. Yes. Uh, Shaban uh, came That's on right. a while back. She plays a, a violinist. Um, we could have a, what do you call it? Tuba player. A tubist? A tuba player. But there's, you know, like a flautist. <laughs> yeah, you got I don't know. Clarinetist. That's a good question. <laughs> a trump, trumpist. Any other orchestra members? Anybody in an orchestra who's, who's remotely related to medicine, uh, you can reach out to us, knock, knock, hi, at human-content.com. <laughs> There's lots of other ways to hit us up. We're on all the social media platforms, too. Um, and you can also hang out with us in our Human Content Podcast family on Instagram and TikTok at Human Content Pods. Thank you to all the wonderful listeners uh, leaving feedback and reviews. We love those great reviews. If you subscribe and comment on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, we can give you a shout out like today. At Amanda Watson on YouTube said, My dad lost an eye as a child playing with wooden swords. Woof. Oof. When he caught me and my brother doing the same, he took his glass eye out and scared the living <laughs> crap out of me. <laughs> to this day, I'm terrified of children and sticks, and hopefully <laughs> I carry that over to my sons who will pass it on to my granddaughter so far. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful review. That was... that's. <laughs> Amanda Watt, that's just thank you so much for that. I love that. Honestly, I will love any eye related story. It doesn't matter where uh, yeah. or well, when. Well, to be or fair, how. I think this was a YouTube comment. So. It was. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and good on your dad. That's just, that's a, a great a great use of the what prosthetic good, eye. Right. What good is having a glass eye if you can't scare your children <laughs> exactly. with it? I mean, it's perfect. Come on. I bet he was a lot of fun on Halloween. Ooh. Full video episodes every week of this, uh, full video episodes of this podcast every week on my YouTube channel. Is that what I'm trying to say? At I don't Dean know. Are you stroking out? Uh, it's late. It's late. <laughs> uh, we also have a Patreon. Lots of cool perks, bonus episodes where we react to medical shows and movies. Other members of the Knock Knock High community. We're there. Yeah. We're, we're posting. We're uh, putting up polls left and right. Mm -hmm. All kinds of polls. We get lots of information from polls. Early ad-free episode access, interactive Q&A live stream events, much more. Patreon.com slash Glockenflecken or go to Glockenflecken.com. Speaking of Patreon community perks, new members, shout out. Sarah Y, Natalie H, Janice S, Katie Vaughn S, Jenny J, Emma I, Justin, and Jonathan G. We got a new, another Jonathan. Yay! Another Jonathan member. Welcome, Jonathan G. We're going to collect all the, all the Jonathans. Yes, all the Jonathans. Speaking of Jonathans, shout out to the Jonathans. We have Patrick, Lucia C, Sharon S, Omar, Edward K, Stephen G, Jonathan F, Marion W, Mr. Granddaddy, Caitlin C, Brianna L, Dr. J, Ross Fox, Chaver W, Leah D, KL, Rachel L, and P, Keith J, G, JJH, Abby H, Derek N, Jonathan A, Mark, Mary H, Susanna F, and Pink, Pink Macho. Macho. <laughs> You're wearing pink I'm for Pink Macho. Macho. You look like Pink Macho. <laughs> Patreon Roulette. A random shout out to someone on the emergency medicine tier. Jackie S. Thank you for being a patron. And I didn't uh, give a virtual head nod to all the Jonathans. Mm. So I got to go back and do that. that. Yes. Virtual head nod to you all. Thank you all for listening. We are your hosts, Will and Kristen Plain. We also know as the Glock and Flecken. Special thanks to our guest today, Dr. J. Max Slaughter. 
Our executive producers are Will Flannery, Kristen Flannery, Aaron Corney, Rob Goldman, and Shanti Brooke. Editor and engineer Jason Portizo. Our music is by Omer Benzvi. I said all the names right. Finally. I did it. I didn't screw any of those up. <laughs> to learn about our Night Night Highs program disclaimer and ethics policy, the submission verification and licensing terms. Weren't you just saying the other day you wanted to learn more about the submission verification yeah, and licensing terms? Yeah, I am trying to memorize it. You, yes. So that yeah. I know it by heart. How's it going? Um, I'm through the third clause. Perfect. And HIPAA release terms, you can go to our website, Dr. Doctor. You messed up your own name. <laughs> I'm like making up websites here. Glockenflecken.com or reach out to us, knockknockhi at human-content.com with any questions about program disclaimer ethics policy, any concerns about submission verification licensing terms, or fun medical puns about HIPAA release terms, <laughs> or anything else. Knockknockhi is a human content production. Kristen, would you say we have a busy life? Yes, I would say that's an understatement. We got the kids. Yeah, the house. Our, we got the podcast we run. Yep, our jobs. Yeah, I do film skits from time to time as yeah, well. Yeah, we have a lot of demands on our time. You know who else has a lot of demands on their time? Who? Physicians. That is true. Yeah, and a lot of it's documentation. Mm, yeah. It really, it leads to burnout and everybody just feels overwhelmed, like they can't keep up. You know what would help with that? What? The Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, mm. or DAX for short. What a cute name. I love that name, right? Yeah. DAX. It just rolls off the ticket. DAX, give me some DAX. I Help, need some DAX. DAX. Help us, DAX. We need to be able to uh, improve the patient-physician relationship, and DAX is here to help. It's this AI-powered ambient technology that just helps you with your documentation and just allows you to return to doing what you want to do as a physician, take care of patients. To learn more about the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience or DAX, visit nuance.com slash discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash discover D-A-X.